You got to fall in love with the process of being great. And it's a process. You're not going to be great right away. You're welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Bench Mob ENT. We got a special guest on this one. Josh McNeil is in the building. How are you doing, brother? Great, man. Good to be here. Good to be on Bench Mob. You know, I've been following y'all for a while. Appreciate you hopping on, taking time out of your schedule. For those that don't know, this goes back to West Orange High School. One of the most talented, athletic, gifted players that I've, I've ever seen. And he ran track on top of doing football. But we're going to get into that. I want to start with this one because we never got to talk about this when it was in high school. And then you went, why Northern Michigan? And were there like any other options? Uh, it's funny. Yeah, a lot of people ask why I went to Northern. And um, honestly, I followed the money. It's just scholarship related. Uh, I think it was University of Maine offered me the most or as well as Northern Michigan offered me the most. But uh, the Northern Michigan Connect came with Coach Jakes. Coach Jakes mm. uh, went to high school with uh, who was the head coach back then, which was Chris Ostrowski. Mm. Uh, they, they were cool from back in the day. I think they went to Roselle or Linden or something like that. Mm. But um, that was the connection. And then when I went up there, they played in the Dome. I seen it. It was gorgeous up there right on Edge Lake Superior. I fell in love with it. It was like it was a no-brainer for me to go. But, uh, yeah, that's the real reason why I went to Northern. Oh, that makes sense. You got to follow, follow the money, and then you got the connection. Yeah. Shout out to Coach Jakes. That yes, sir, man. We had okay. Travis on. Coach Jakes had West Story football rocking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the heyday. You know what I mean? We never got the chip, but that was I still consider that the heyday, you know? so I, I was telling Travis, I remember going to the games, bro. That, it gave that college feel. When Coach Jakes was there, I can't speak yeah. to him now. I ain't been back. But when Coach Jakes was there, I haven't either, it, it gave that college feel. It was popping every single out every game. Every single game. Yes, sir. For you, right? So what was the best part of your college career and going to Northern Michigan? Honestly, it would just be the people I got to meet, um, the relationships I built. Actually, uh, one of my friends from college, one of my best friends from college, Ryan Morley, he uh, recently got married. So I flew back out to Michigan. And that, these are relationships I built, you know, 10 years ago. And still getting invited to weddings and still seeing those people, you know, that was the best part about it, honestly, was the relationships I got to build. Uh, my roommate was Julian Gaines my freshman year. Julian's a super talent artist. And uh, I still keep in touch with him, too. So, yeah, it's definitely the relationships and the people that I met while I was up there. For those that want to know, that's watching, that are intrigued, after college, did you continue playing football? Are you still playing football? Or was it kind of like the life after football started? Yeah, so I didn't even finish completely my college career. I only played like two years or something like that. But then um, I ended up coming back home. I ended up uh, going back to school. Then I ended up wanting to follow a dream, which was uh, opening my own business, working on cars and stuff like that, uh, which I successfully did. COVID kind of killed the shop. But uh, I still work on cars. I work on high-performance tuning. Um, but life after football has just been the grind and nitty-gritty six days a week, getting this check, you know, just sticking to it, but I turned a passion into a job, and I love every day that I do this. Facts, I've already known you working on the cars. Like I said at the beginning of the show, we definitely want to talk. We're going to have some discussion about the car. <laughs> I know that's your passion, and shout out to you, though, for being able to transition. You came back home, went to school, and it was like, all right, I turned my passion into a profession, which I know you know. There's a lot of people working in jobs that they absolutely and they hate it absolutely hate so the fact that you able to get to do what you love shout out to you for that man so for those that didn't know josh mcneil played wide receiver and db in high school 
What yeah. was the hardest part of playing each position? Um, for DB, it's, it's a, it's, I feel like playing wide receiver compared to DB is two completely different skill sets. Um, not necessarily completely different, but uh, between the, the footwork and your hands and everything to play DB compared to mainly footwork and just catching the ball to play wide receiver, a lot different. And then your eyes are in two different places nine times out of ten. With DB, you, you know, you man up, you're watching your man, you playing zone, you got your eyes in the backfield, but you're also feeling out, you got help, things like that. For wide receiver, you're, you're reading pre-play, post-play, you know, after the ball is snapped and, and things happen in the instance, but you got to know where to go and what to do immediately uh, a lot of things we did in college was something called sight adjustments which is where uh pre-snap you know if they're giving us one look but if i'm you know a slot receiver and this linebacker decides to go the side adjustment is i'm getting the ball right now on a slant and this was no matter what play it was as long as it was a passing play you know these are just different nuances compared to from wide receiver to db and i think uh in high school it was harder to do both because in college all i did was play wide receiver so it was easy for you, which one did you actually prefer playing? Um, I prefer wide receiver because Maine wanted me to go to play DB. They wanted me to play safety. So if I took the scholarship to go to Maine, I would have played safety. Hmm. Uh, but Northern Michigan wanted me to play wide receiver. That's why I took the scholarship to play uh, Northern Michigan. Plus, who wants to deal with pulling guards that way, you know, 350 pounds and they 6'4 and they, you know what I'm saying, they feet moving, they been that corner and you the first person there. I did not want to sign up for that. You know, I graduated high school at 5'11", six feet tall, give or take, 185 pounds. No, I'm not built for that. I am not built for that at all. Hey, that's too funny because we asked Trav the same thing. He said, of course I wanted to play wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trav thinks the same way as me, bro. And Trav is one of the greatest wide receivers I've seen at, at West Orange High School. So shout out to Travis China, man, for real. Facts, man, because I asked, I said, Yo, which one did you refer? He said... Scoring touchdowns. That's what I prefer. I prefer scoring <laughs> touchdowns. The glory position, man. You score the touchdowns, you get to celebrate, you know what I'm saying? DBs, right. you know, unless you get a pick six, you ain't doing that much celebrating, so. Facts. And sometimes if you're really good at your job, too, which you know, they might not even throw you away. So you just. Oh, yeah, they avoid you altogether. You're getting cardio for the day. That, that's all you end up doing. <laughs> that's all that is. You're right. <laughs> for you, man. With all the information and the knowledge that's came out about CTE and the, the you know the dangers of football, would you do it all over again? Um, would I do it all over again? Yeah, because of the love of the game. But uh, me and my lady, we've been having conversations. I'm getting married and doing all kind of stuff sooner than later. Um, but we had a conversation about children and playing sports, and I said, if it was up to me, I would never let my son play football. Not because I don't want him to play football, just because of the dangers of the sport. Now, if you got the love of the game, I can't stop you from doing what you want to do. But personally, if I went back, yeah, I would definitely still play because I love it that much. You know, I still get out there once in a while and go play some Turkey Day football at a uh, West Orange High School. Get out there once in a while, play some Christmas Day football at West Orange High School here and there. You catch me out there still being an old man, showing I still got these hands. But uh, I can't, I can't get out there and be, you know, knocking heads like I used to. I've had my fair share of concussions too. Yo. I've had the same discussion, like, if my son at some point wants to play, cool. But right now, the answer is no. Now, if you end up, you love it, I will get the right training. You might have to wait closer to at least to like maybe high school because it's like, all right, by that point, players yeah. should know how to tackle properly. Yeah. Yeah. Then I, we could consider it. Right now, nah, bruh. Nah, not when they're that young. Flag football, maybe. And even that. 
It's still, but football period, I don't care if they play flag, touch, you know what I'm saying? You're still going to be bumping in each other. You're still going to have those uh, people going for the ball. You have collisions where it's like a wide receiver. They both going for the ball. It's not even like they're trying to hit each other sometimes. It just happens. It's the nature of the game. You know, it comes hand in hand with it. One of the probably, if not most violent sports, which is, I can't blame Lamar and players trying to get that fully guaranteed money because. Oh, yeah, you can't blame them. Shout out to Lamar. Contract max. (laughs) Contract The stuff like even what happened with Hamlin, I'm like, see, that's why I need my money. Football is different. That's why. That, yeah. Shout out to everybody. I told Trap too, I was like, I wanted to play. But going over that, nah. I'm good. You got to be built for it. Yeah, I'm good. I'm like, I, I ain't got to prove nothing to nobody. I'm good. Like, my mom ain't want me to play till high school, right? Because my, my uncle, he played. Got a real bad injury, knees messed up. He could feel like when it's about to rain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that ache in the knee. Hey, E, it's about to rain? Yeah, it's about to rain by like two, three hours. My mom was scared as ever for that to happen to me. She going to tell me like sophomore year, like, oh, yeah, you can play now. I said, I can't learn the footwork and all this stuff and playbook. I said, nah, it's too late. I, I can't do it that way. I, I would was- encourage, though, if you want if you want a youngin to play, I wouldn't say don't start him as early as possible. But maybe I'd say closer to like seventh and eighth grade, because a lot of these kids, even if you want your son to play at a Bergen Catholic or something like that, they scout those kids when they play in Pop Warner and stuff like that. And them kids start to get a name for themselves. So you can even get a kid to get a grant and, you know, send them private and they get the exposure and you ain't got to have to pay for college in the future. So that's, that's always a plus. I always say sixth, seventh, eighth grade, somewhere around there. But in mm-hmm. elementary school, no, nah, I, I say no. Facts. For you, those that don't know, just Google them. You had success at Western High. Who did you watch? Who did you, you know, try to model your game after? What film were you watching for each position, for the offensive side and defensive side? Um, there's levels to that because everybody watch NFL and college football. So when it comes to, like, NFL, uh, my favorite player ever was, like, uh, Ed Reed. Ed mm. Reed, that guy, when it comes down to it. I started at corner. That's uh, that's when uh, Amir Cheese had got hurt. started as a sophomore. Amir Cheese had got hurt. And uh, they put me in a corner. I've always wanted to play safety, but our safeties were solid back then. Travis China, Kirby Cherry was playing safety back then. And then uh, Mitchell Mon Lewis was other side, corner, opposite side. So they started me at corner, but I worked my way to safety as I became a junior and a senior and stuff like that when they wanted Hakeem to uh, just stick to quarterback and they didn't want him to play safety. Um, so Ed Reed is somebody I tried to model my game after a lot, laying the wood, going after the ball, being a ball hawk. But uh, my favorite player ever was Terrell Owens and Chad Johnson. I can't slight that. Uh, not even the off the field antics, but just on the field. Chad Johnson probably had the best footwork I've ever seen. And T.L. was just a dog for his size and even him still being in shape the way he is now. Dude looked like he could still run a 4-3-4-4. So it's like T.L. was that guy I tried to model my game after a lot. Just him being his size and me wanting to be of that stature. But when it comes to like footwork and movement, Chad Johnson, by far, fastest feet in the game at one point. So for real. Hey. <laughs> Y'all got a lot of similarities because Travis said the same thing. He rocking with T.O. He said he actually has T.O. higher than Jerry Rice. And then he said, Chad, the footwork. And I told him I agree. I remember training, training camp, the hard knocks. Oh, hard knocks. I used to love it. I felt 
I fell in love with Chad. Oh, he made me want to go play football. I wasn't going to do it. You're going to kiss the baby. That's what you're going to do. You're going to kiss the baby. <laughs> you kiss the baby. And then they showed the feet work. Yes, sir. The man was a technician with the feet work. And another one that was in like peak shape. This man was eating McDonald's breakfast, lunch, and dinner and was still going to run a four, three. Like Chad was just like. I used to support that too, because when I was younger, I don't know if it was just my metabolism or how hard I was working. I ate whatever I wanted, whatever I wanted. I never dieted, I never ate right. I greasy fruit, McDonald's, you know what I'm saying? Anything, Wendy's, it don't matter. Burger King, because that's when the Wendy's used to be on Eagle Rock right there, where that Chipotle is across in CVS. Boy, because I used to live around the corner from this. I used to be there almost every day, every day, literally. Facts. I was telling my wife about that. I used to be on Wendy's. <laughs> that was the spot too <laughs> for you what would you say have been was the uh, most valuable attributes needed to succeed at wide receiver and db i know you mentioned footwork and where your eyes are so what were the some the most valuable attributes you would say uh i say two things physically it's got to be you know just you being in shape no matter how fast you are or how strong you are, if you can't play for four quarters, then what good are you? So you got to be in shape. But also the next best attribute is football is a mental game. It's mind over matter, whether you just chatting and talking smack or whether it's really a film study and you coming into a game knowing people's tendencies, what the defense's tendencies are or the offense's tendencies, uh, especially as a DB. If you know quarterback's tendencies, you can kind of cheat certain things and bait them into things to get them to throw more interceptions. And look at Trayvon Diggs. He had one of the best seasons what, a year or two ago. And what he did a lot of was baiting guys into things. It, he relied on his athletic ability to get him there. But it, it, it was a mental game for him a lot of the time. So you really got to you got to get in your film study. You got to get in your book. You got to get in your playbook, your bag and really know what you're walking into on Sunday or Saturday when you're going to play the football, when you're going to play the game. Yo, that film study is different. I've watched and seen, you know, Peyton Manning talk about knowing, like, all right, I know that's the crazy thing to me, watching Peyton and Ray Lewis. Peyton was saying, they're going to come blitz. This one's coming here. Call everything out. Off red, he knew it. Already knew it. And then Ray, he, that joke would be like, all right. Ray different. He he said, huh, all right, that's going to be an out route. Like, the way Ray Lewis and Peyton Manny, like just to name a few, really studied the film. That's where like Peyton Manny probably wasn't the most athletic. But mm -hmm. up here? Yeah. That's why Peyton one of the all-time greatest. Him and Tom. Tom is not the most athletic quarterback all the time. He's not even the best gunslinger all the time. Let's keep it honest. Tom is not the best thrower of the football of all time. But I'll tell you one thing. He got so many Super Bowls because the boy did his film study. He knew what he was walking into. He knew he knew exactly what the defense was going to give him, and he knew what he'd be able to take when you give him what he wants. That's it. Trade, trade genius between those two that you just mentioned. Like, like you said, most people obviously put most talented. You put A-Rod in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. But A-Rod ain't got the rings. Tom, Peyton, that's that yeah. film study right there. Yes, sir. You, you have it in your bio, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I want you to tell me what this means to you, especially with the conversation you was talking about, you know, mentality. Tough times don't last, tough people do. What does that mean for you? Why is that something that you, you live by? The road ain't always going to be easy, man. I remember back in the day, a long time ago, I think it was Coach Jakes or somebody told me, you got to fall in love with the process. 
You got to fall in love with the process of being great. And it's a process. You're not going to be great right away. You're not going to start off being great, but you're going to get there. And it's a process to get there. And if the tough times start, you know what I'm saying? You just got to keep on pushing through. You got to keep your head up. You know what I'm saying? Stand on your 10 toes and keep walking, keep moving, keep faith in God and keep going forward, you know? So it, it, it comes down for me to, uh, you know, just just staying focused on your end goal, whatever your end goal may be. It don't have to necessarily be sports. It could be your life. You could be going for a master's or a PhD. Tough times are going to happen. You're going to have times where you don't even want to keep going, but you just got to keep on pushing forward, honestly. And that's how I've always viewed it. That's great information. That's great knowledge right there because a lot of people don't realize, which I think even if you're not top tier, play sports because a lot of stuff that you learn in sports parallels to life. Yes, sir. Just like you just mentioned, hey, it don't got to be sports. You could be getting your PhD. You could be trying to do this. You could be trying to get, you know, your student loans down, whatever it, yeah, may, whatever be. it may be. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. So I think that's great that's probably gonna be the title of the episode honestly speak <laughs> probably gonna be the title right there well, that's a great title honestly i didn't even think of that <laughs> best players that you played against and with okay okay um i gotta go for high school for this one uh best players i played with um by far the best quarterback ant cast you know what i'm saying he hold all the records uh, shout out my boy Christian Smith, not just like Christian, that's my quarterback, my, you know, my senior year, Hawk, another one, um, but Ant Cass, probably the best ball slinger I've had in college, my boy Ryan Morley was a dog, um, and then when it comes down to like other players I play with, G-Baby by far is the most talented player I've probably ever been on the field with, um, another one is Lance Smith, uh, Booby himself, Lance, that was just raw God-given talent, that boy could just move, he had the vision, he could move, you know, it was very different. Another one, Mitchell Mont Lewis. I never seen somebody so shifty between just he could. It's like he moved different parts of his body without moving the other ones, and still go get the ball. You know, he was he was a, a short guy. He wasn't that heavy. Still took the hits. Get up. He was gritty. You know, uh, that's it. And one of the fastest guys in high school was uh, Cheese. Way back in the day, Amir Cheese was fast as hell. That boy could move, man. Cheese was fast. So um, there was some players, definitely some players that uh stood out to me and on other teams ah, dag I can't even think right now um I mean Ahmad Bush from Montclair he was he was real good he laid the wood a lot he played safety over there and wide receiver we had some we had some head-to-head matchups me and him um he was actually injured when we played Montclair our senior year we mm -hmm. beat him and then we lost to Union City in the playoffs but we would have played Montclair at home if we would have beat Union City which would have been an amazing game uh, never happened, but that would have been a great game. Um, East Orange had a kid. I forgot his name. East Orange had a kid back in the day. I forgot his name, but there was a couple of players, definitely. Hey, all those players you mentioned, Anthony Castellino, Gerald, that, that comes up. I don't think anybody really fully understands unless you were there and played against them. Mm -hmm. Like my wife met Gerald like a couple months ago. I was raised, I was like, babe, you don't understand. Gerald, still to this day, like, he's... He's he, a goat in my book. <laughs> he's the closest I've seen. I call him, like, baby Braun. Like, still to this yeah. day, Gerald is still fast, still strong, still built like T.O. Like, Gerald... Yeah, different. He always was. Gerald was different. And Lance, Lance, ah, I've been trying to find, I don't know if I got the wrong name on social, but I've been trying to find Lance to get him on the show, because Lance, 
He He's still down in Costa Rica. He came over and played basketball. Just like Gerald. That speed and how tall he was, oh, my gosh. It was, don't full court press Lance. He's getting out the press. He's getting down the court in two seconds. Hands down. Don't worry about it. And we're not even talking about the football aspect. I didn't play with him in football, but I saw it translate to the basketball court. Extremely fast, extremely strong, and just like to your point, God given. Like, God given, baby. I said it with Trav. I'm like, we need a doc and a Hall of Fame for West Orange athletes, but we need a documentary just like they have oh, yeah. one for PG County. All the basketball players that came out of here with KD, we need that for West Orange. It's a lot. A lot of talent. A ton of talent, bro. A ton of talent. A ton of talent. A funny thing about oh, Lance, cool. what keep going, uh, Lance ended up going to Northern Michigan, too. And uh, I remember talking to some of the guys. I actually had served a suspension at one point. I was talking to some of the guys about Lance and uh, him being a true freshman. And uh, he didn't play. They shirted him. But our starting defense could not lay a hand on him. I'm talking, you got all-American DNs, and he breaking them down in practice. They talking, he got his, he got his bell run a couple of times. He told me straight, but breaking them down in practice. Lance, that thing, God-given, like you said, bro. God-given. Bruh, right? we got to figure this out some way, somehow, because <laughs> football, basketball, but then track? Oh, yeah, track's a whole nother monster. Track's a There's a couple of them, bro. Put out a lot of... <laughs> Jared Mason, right. it's a lot. Yeah, Mason too. Another dog, bro. Another dog right there. West Storage put out a lot of top-tier athletes that I don't think enough people know, which is what I'm trying to do on the show. Get as many oh, people get it out there, bro. From West Orange and Jersey in general. Jersey in general is a hot a gold mine. It's a gold mine for talent in any sport, wrestling, yeah. baseball, any sport. Come to Jersey if you really want to get some talent on your squad. One piece of advice you give to somebody that wants to play football, wants to succeed at football, wants to succeed at track, one piece of advice that you give. Quit. Just keep going, you know. At the end of the day, you're not going to be the best or the fastest or the greatest at first. You know what I'm saying? If you Somebody told me a long time ago, if you're the, the smartest person in the room, you need to be in a different room. Um, so you got to increase the talent level that you're around, you know, you got to put in those hours and those days. We talk in football all about two days and three days in the summer where, you know, you got a morning practice, you get a break, you got an afternoon practice in college. You might have three days. We did three days in college. So it's like, you got to You got to fall in love with the process. Like I said earlier, if you really want to be good, you really want to be great. You really want to go to college for something. It's not going to be easy. And you got to accept that off the rip. Sometimes for some people, it just is. And like I said, that's God given sometimes. If it's fun for you and you breaking dudes down, all oh, listen that left and right, hey, then it's God given for you. But for everybody, it's not always like that. My freshman year, I couldn't catch a cold, bro. I went to, to, to college to play wide receiver. You know, it's not always going to be sunshine and roses, but you got to work at your craft if you really want to do that full time. All great information, yo. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're listening to it, Apple, Google, Spotify, gems, gems throughout this whole episode. We're going to transition to the fourth quarter segment. Okay. Ask everybody that's been on the show. It's a constant question because everybody is different. And you mentioned you ate whatever you want. So this is a perfect question. What's your favorite meal? 
like pre-game meal or just meal in general? Meal in general. Uh, my favorite meal, honestly, bro, give me like some oxtail, some rice and peas, a little bit of cabbage on the side. I can eat that every day. I'm going to Jamaica with my lady in August. I tell her straight, I might eat that breakfast, lunch, and dinner while we over there, you know what I'm <laughs> I love me some oxtails. Yes, sir. And shout out to Chad Johnson. So he put up this spot like probably three, four years ago. Spot called I Craze in Miami. Okay. So I'm like, you know, when I get to Miami, I got to try that spot. Finally get to Miami. They got oxtails and grits. Bruh. Oh, man. Make you want to slap your mama. <laughs> Some of the best oxtail I've ever had. Grits I've ever had. But the oxtail, to your point, breakfast, lunch, and they give me an oxtail omelet. Give me an oxtail burger. Then give me some oxtails. way you can make it, baby. Every single way. Give me oxtails every single day of the week. Yes, sir. Is, if you had a choice, players all time okay. and current. So you want to do one all time, one current. If you were able to draft a wide receiver, who would you draft all time and current players? Okay. Mm. Let me think about this. Uh, I know you said earlier, Trav said he'd take T.O. over Jerry. I don't know if I could do that. Actually, my all-time, my all-time going to be Randy Moss. Mm. Take the top off. Take the top off, Mr. Randy. He, you see that right there? Just, it's over. If you're the DB, you see that, it's over. Just know it's over. And current, right now, honestly, these young boys got it right now, though. I'm going to have to go with uh, Jamar Chase, probably. Mm. Jamar Chase, he's that guy for me right now when it comes down to us. Other people might say there's other wide receivers in the league, and I'm an Eagles fan. I love A.J. Brown, baby. But, yeah, right now I'm going to have to say I'm going to go with Jamar Chase right now. I'm drafting. So I, I want to ask the same question for DBs, but you mentioned the Eagles. I put it the clip. Everybody on our show agrees. Y'all going back to Subo. The draft y'all had. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Exactly. draft we had. Crazy, baby. Howie Roseman. I don't know why other GMs are not sitting at this man's feet trying to figure this out. Because every year, the draft, he gets it right every yeah. single year. Sure. Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith. You add DeAndre Swift. You get Keely Ringo in the fifth oh. round. Like, Come on, Howie. You're not, you're not, you're not playing fair, bro. Howie, Howie's that guy, honestly. I feel like on, what, 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 what Howie's doing, they got Jalen and they tried to do that uh, Super Bowl or bus team. And we got there, but we didn't win it. But with the cap, and the cap is about to go up, if I'm not mistaken, even with it, Jalen's contract is cap friendly. He's only making like two mil this year, like five mil next year. It's something, it's, it's, it's slow. It works its way in. Not like how Dak Prescott hit the Cowboys over the head, 50, 45. <laughs> so it's like, it's good. Jalen and Howie, they work it out where we can get back, not even just this year coming up, but maybe even the year after. And yeah, you're like, we're going to be a force in the NFC for the, for the next foreseeable future. Let's just say that for the foreseeable future. I agree. And I got them, and then it's a crapshoot, whoever wants to come in second after that. It's Eagles, and then whoever want to figure it out after that, as up to y'all. Outside of the Eagles, who would you say had 
the best draft? Like, who improved their team the most? Outside the Eagles. We know the Eagles won the draft. Okay. Outside the Eagles? I don't know, man. I like how uh, Tennessee did, what, the back-to-back picks or something like that. Tennessee capitalized a little bit, too. Um, no, I me, I'd be so focused on my team. I can care less what everybody else is doing because at the end of the day, if y'all come to Philly, you're taking the L. Shout out to Chiefs Kingdom. I mean, the man's walked up on the stage and said, Eagles, what happened? How y'all ain't beat the Chiefs? I don't know, bro. One call away, you could be talking about a whole different game. But at the end of the day, I will say, uh, you know, the Cowboys, uh, they've had a good offseason, low-key. Uh, they picked up uh, Cooks. Um, who else? They, uh, Cowboys, low-key, they, they, they got some pieces. So in terms of offseason in general, I'm just going to say the NFC East period is something to be reckoned with, except for the Washington football team old Redskins they might as well you know <laughs> hopefully, hopefully with new ownership they they turn that around because that uh, they got one of the worst football fields in all of the nation including colleges like it, it's it's a terribly ran organization um, it's, it's, it's bad and the nfc to your point like is more wide open than the afc so 100 percent like you said, the next three, five years, the Eagles, that might build a little dynasty. They might be on some Buffalo Bills energy, back to back to back to back Super Bowls. See, baby, we gonna stay. I'm with it. I'm trying. I mean, even if there's some injury, like you guys got death this offseason. Yeah. Yes. So, and it's all working under the budget. So <laughs> that's the key under the cap. For real, for real. Number one DB all time that you draft and current players. Current players? Uh, I'm going to go with Trayvon. I know he ain't had the best season last year, but I'm going to really go with Trayvon. Trayvon, is uh, he shows me something. His size and his speed, his ball hawking skills. Trayvon a dog. Um, a player I liked before Trayvon was um, Tyron Matthew in his heyday. Tyron Matthews was a cannon. For real, for real. That, that, just the nitty-gritty getting down to it, being able to come up in the box with somebody that was undersized like him, yeah. Uh, it, it's There was a mentality with him. Definitely was a mentality. All-time, who you got? Oh, all-time? I know I said Ed Reed's my favorite player, but if I'm drafting a guy, a young guy that we never got to see what else he could do is uh, Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor is probably uh, my number one prospect when it really comes down to drafting somebody all the time. That boy will bring the wood, bring the lumber every single time. One of my favorite plays, uh, that clip of him in the um, the uh, the Pro Bowl when the punter tried to run and <laughs> lay him flat, boy. <laughs> Sean Taylor was a, a different breed, bro. He yeah, died with the, a different breed, bro. In the Pro Bowl. In the Pro Bowl, dog. Wasn't even a regular season game. In the Pro Bowl, he still laid <laughs> out. I know that punter was sick. Like, I didn't come here for this. I heard so much he had to get up and shake his hand. <laughs> and again, to your point, mentioning Sean Taylor, please, new ownership. Y'all got to do a better Sean Taylor tribute. That needs oh. to be fixed, too. That yes. organization, oh, my gosh. We're gonna be. I'm not gonna mention them again, but that organization, <laughs> one of the worst ran. Yeah, Bodega's run better I businesses thought. than him. Hey, like, yo, <laughs> terrible. 
Uh, I know you'd be locked in on multiple sports. Who you got winning the championship in the NBA this year? Oh, man. I, honestly, we're going to see if Philly get out of this. Uh, wait, wait, who are they playing with right now? Philly playing Boston, I think, right? Yeah. So we're going to see if Philly can get out of that. And I, I'm going to keep it. You, who do I want to win? I want to see Braun get another ring. People hate on him a lot. I want to see him solidify some more greatness. I want to see him bring a ring to L.A. I don't know if they would get past Golden State, but I, I really do. If they get past Golden State, I say they're going to win it. I hope so. I, I hope so. Bron just needs to. I ain't going to dig into it again, AD. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do it again. We're going to move on to the next. That's a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, we're going to move on to the next question because that joke is, yeah, yeah, anywho, um, we going and we got two more questions before we get you out of here. Oh my god. Who would you say right now in these two categories has the best footwork and who has the best hands? Okay. Best footwork right now by far. Oh man, it's a toss-up. I know Stefan Diggs is not uh as um consistent. And Tyreek Hill might be faster, but it's a toss-up between Stefan Diggs and Tyreek Hill for me when it comes to footwork. Because Stefan Diggs, I didn't see him put some boys in a blender when it comes to his routes. And how can you just keep up with Tyreek Hill? He might not be as technical with his footwork and putting you there and there, but if you can't keep up, that's got to be footwork right there alone. So honestly, yeah, that's the toss-up for me right there. Best hands right now. Best hands right now? Ugh. Let me think about this. Oh, man. I want to say my boy. I'm an Eagles fan. My boy A.J. Brown catch everything, man. Slams, press coverage. Jalen fired that thing in there, and it's, it's here every single time. So I'm, I'm just rock with A.J. That might be biased. I'm an Eagles fan. You might be able to shout out some other people. Like, you know, you got Travis Kelsey. He catch everything within a one-yard to yard vicinity anywhere around him. You know, you got a lot of good guys out there, but I'm going A.J. for sure. Oh, big body receiver, too. Throw, throw. Oh, yeah. Ain't that's scared to go across the middle. He ain't scared to go across the middle. That's another one. Is like, hey, if he tell you throw that thing up, oh, he gonna get don't, it. Don't worry, Jalen. He gonna get it. Don't he, he gonna get it. Don't that was a big steal too. That's why the Titans fired their head coach right after that. Like, they they should have. Like they should have. He was he was the <laughs> head coach and GM. Too many responsibilities, bro. You <laughs> too many responsibilities. Hey, yo. Close out with this question, which I think is fitting, being that you work on cars. That's your passion. Give me your top three, your favorite three cars of oh, all time. Of all time. Brands are actual like this, the car in the brand. Actual car in the brand. So if you right. it is. Well, I'm not, I've owned BMW for years now. So I'm going to say it, it's going to start and end with BMW first and foremost. So number one, I'll probably say is a BMW M3. And honestly, you can choose almost any year BMW M3. The newer ones, they still look body. My personal favorite would probably be the F80, F82s, which is anywhere from like, you know, 2014, 2016, 2018. Uh, those real, those are amazing cars. Um, a personal favorite of mine uh, would probably be Porsche 911s. Porsche has been making the same car for, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 years, something like that. And it's literally the same car. <laughs> Not much has changed with those cars. So Porsche 911 by far is a great car. 
And then if you really want to talk about like just making it and making some money, what does everybody buy? They buy themselves a Lamborghini. So whether it's a Huracan or whatever else you buy, if you got some, you want to spend six figures on a car nine times, eight times out of 10, they're buying a Lamborghini. So that's, that's my top three right there for real. That's a good mix right there for sure. All of those, you better make sure you're taking care of them. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You better value them. Those are all nice cars, premier cars. That's going to, you driving in luxury. It's going. Oh, yeah. Luxury and performance. You know what I'm saying? You want to get out of somebody in the passenger seat? That's what you need right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that. Put that seatbelt on. We bought this. <laughs> That's me. My girl hate all my cars, man. Literally, she hate all my cars. <laughs> my wife be the same way. I gotta chill, but I be uh, I can't drive fast. I can't, I can't. I can't do it. My wife goes somewhere. She be like, "I'm gonna drive. I'm gonna drive." I be like, "All right, cool. It's whatever." <laughs> facts, uh, facts. Oh, but if y'all are watching YouTube, listening to this, subscribe, share, rate it five stars, leave us a review. But y'all know Bob's. Bitch mob, if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. We out. Peace. Peace.